Can a marriage survive infidelity? We dig deep to explore this thorny question. Join me, Jean-Claude Chalmet, and founder of The Place Retreats and a featured columnist for The Times, with Amy Cooper and Louise Daniels, on The Place Retreats podcast. Search Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite Android app. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your next episode, where we aim to support, inform and entertain the midlife population through discussions each week with experts or interesting people. I'm Louise. And I'm Amy. And today we're talking step families, which is something that comes up a lot amongst my midlife friends. One in three UK families are now step families or blended families. And it's a complex issue because each family is unique. So today we're joined down the line by Professor Lisa Dudson, who is the founder of the UK's only research-based step family resource centre called Happy Steps. Lisa is a chartered psychologist, an author and an absolute expert in step family dynamics. Uh, She recently took part in the BBC documentary about Rio Ferdinand and his wife Kate's experience of becoming a step family and I highly recommend watching that on iPlayer. It's it's really honest and quite moving. I found it quite moving um, and I think very valuable for anyone um, in this situation. Today, Lisa's going to share some insights that you'll find really useful if you're part of a step or blended family, um, and that may be extended family too. There's also going to be a whole stack of information from this episode in the show notes because we can't fit everything in, so do look there for lots more resources. But for now, finally, after that long preamble, uh, welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Louise. That's very kind. It was a very lovely introduction. Can we get straight into into understanding, first of all, the, you know, the myths versus the realities of step families. Uh, so, I, so I think uh, that it's really interesting when I sort of see clients and couples come to me for help. Generally, mm. they come to me about two years in. If I, you know, if I had a pound for every sort of every sort of two years, uh, I'd be I'd be doing quite well. Um, it's, so it's you mean really two years into their relationship, they that's when they realise that actually yeah. they need to perhaps get a bit of help. Exactly. And, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think the reason for that is everyone goes into relationships with step family, you know, where there's children, thinking, oh, you know, it'll be fine. You know, yeah. I love my partner. I love children. Mm-hmm. What can possibly go wrong? You know, you know, it'll be fine. And mm-hmm. I think I guess the point is it's about unrealistic expectations and people enter into these relationships thinking, yeah, I can do it. Um, 
and they're sort of flawed by not understanding the dynamics and, and different the reality of, of living in that family because it's complex. Mm. Um, there are three areas that, that really, I think, come up again and again in conversations and issues and, and sort of difficulties. Um, one is what's your role? So as a step parent coming in, mm. what 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 am I? You know, am I a mom? Am I a dad? Am I a what is this step thing? You know, is it what is it? Is it a friend? Oh. Um, so that's the first area. And then the second is dealing with ex-partners because you, you don't you don't have the luxury of having this tidy little family. You know, there's other people that yeah. are involved. Mm. Um, and then the third area is obviously the children. It's sort of how do you, what's your relationship with the children? You know, should you discipline them? Should you step back? What, you know, mm. what do you do? What if you can't get that close relationship? How long do you keep trying? You know, it's those, those complexities and really everything else fits around that you know you can almost sort of say yeah that's to do with your role that's to do with uh you know being a, sort of the uh the, the step you know the children or it's to do with the ex-partner and and it's those three that that keep coming back into mm. uh, the, the challenges i guess each family is unique isn't it and and you know i guess there's many variations um on being a, a step parent or a step child step sister step brother and then obviously the extended family you know the grandparents and the aunts and the uncles mm. um i guess we'll need to be quite generalized over this podcast it's not it, it's um each situation is very different um but could you explain the kind of the main issues that come up over and over again yes amy i mean you hit the nail on the head i mean it really isn't just you as a couple it's it's this sort of it's a bit like the ripple effect you know you throw a stone in the water and it it hits everybody and Mm. and no one's got a rule book you know if you um if you're the grandma you know and your your son daughter their relationship sort of has ended and they've they've remarried or repartnered there's no rule that says how do you how do you manage the relationship with your ex-daughter-in-law or ex-son-in-law or how do you make sure you're not leaving someone out who's who's sort of newly trying to get used to being part of the family? Um, so it, it definitely is about this wider um, relationship and, and sort of group of people that that you've got to bring with you on that journey. And and I think when you ask what are the issues, I think one of the problems uh, is that people expect things to happen quickly. Mm. And so if you take um, if you take the Rio and Kate, you know they yeah. they sort of fell fell in love. You know they were sort of building their family together. Um, you know on the program for those that, that watched it, you know um, Rio had a, a stern talk to, with his dad. You know yeah. said you're giving her a hard time. You know back off, help her. She she sadly passed away, and then he met someone else, didn't That's he? That's right. Yeah, and 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 I think his dad, uh, as as most parents in that situation would be, was was wanting to look out for his son but also yeah. his grandchildren and yeah. so you know I guess he was he was testing Kate you know like mm. is she good enough is she going to hang around is she going to let them down uh, they've been hurt before I don't want them hurt again you know Rio's point was well if you keep doing it it's going to get it's she is, she is going to leave because she's she's not going to be able to cope and it's, so it's really complex isn't it people's emotions yeah, yeah his dad is has got a totally different focus to him and yeah. to her and absolutely and it's not wrong no it's, but I think it's it's about understanding the timing of things so you know if you meet your partner you're in control of that but you're not in control of everyone else so the children whether their parents died or whether they're still around and, and but living not living together 
they're grieving for that loss yeah. and you know friends friends are grieving for that for that relationship that they had with you mm-hmm. and how do they recreate a new one you know you're not replacing ex-partners you just sort of you're moving on and so they, they still exist whether it's in, in the minds of people or physically um so we, and it goes on and on so actually I think one of the main the main things people I, I would sort of you know if you took away one piece of advice it's take things slowly and recognize yeah. that that you know they've got to get there in their own time and it may not be at the same pace or it w- probably won't be at the same pace of you um, as you. Actually, Kate said in the um, programme th- uh, that when it was just the five of them together, they were fine. Um, but then it was, you know, outside influences that put the pressure on. And actually, you know, I hadn't even thought about it. It must be bloody exhausting because you've got each other's parents, ex-parents-in-law and friends as well. You know, you're saying about friends, yeah. so once you've done that, you've then got to introduce, you know, your friends and it's just, oh. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and and you're not, you know, you. I don't think I've ever spoken, well, I, I know I haven't, I haven't spoken to any step-mom or step-dad and they've wanted to replace no. the parent. They haven't. It's, you know, it's accept me as I am. I'm not going to be the same as your mum, your dad, whoever, but I'm me and I'm going to do the best I can. Yeah. And I think it, it's 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 so hard because, you know, most people want to do the right thing. You mm. know, we want to do the right thing for children, mm. um, but we're all learning and we're all sort of hurting in some way as well. So if people are rejecting you, uh, perhaps the children aren't accepting you. It's very difficult. Yeah. And I guess when, when you do meet somebody, those two, the, actually we're talking about those two individuals at the core of this issue, and that they, they meet each other and they just fall madly in love and you don't want to slow down in that circumstance. Exactly. You just want everything to be so fast, but you, I guess you have to be patient. Exactly. I mean, you can still develop your relationship, but I think it's about taking it slowly in terms mm. of introducing everybody mm. and also recognising if they're not ready, don't just shut the door and say, well, you know, we're not going to see the, the, those friends again or we're not yeah. going to, you know, introduce grandparents or whatever. It gives them a chance because actually they are grieving mm. for mm. their loss, whatever that yeah. loss is, and give them a chance to to try again and to, you know, to just keep trying, not hurting yourself too much, but actually, you know, trying that door, offering something and then retreating if they're not ready. I think it's really helpful to for people to think of it as just as recognising that those people are grieving something that they've lost, you know, I mean, and somebody doesn't have to have died for that to happen. It's a situation, a setup Absolutely. that has now changed and they're, and they're grieving that. So that might then sort of help you be a bit more patient with it, I guess. I think so. I think so. Because, you know, when we're when we're anxious and when we're we're feeling wobbly, you know, we're not we're not feeling so great. It's hard to think of others at that point. You think of yourself because that's the human need. You know, you need to fix yourself. But actually, if you can just stand back and think my stepson, he wasn't rude to me because he hates me he's missing his mum yeah. or he's missing his dad or uh, he doesn't quite know how to handle this and he's only little, let's, you know, let's give him a break, yeah. you know, and I'll go and do something else. It's very difficult. Can we talk about trying to get stepchildren to like you, which I know sounds really sort of basic, but that's what everybody wants to do. Um, 
<laughs> and can we think about teenagers? Are teenagers harder than small children in that mm. situation, do you think? Yes, uh, definitely. I mean, are teenagers more difficult? Mm. I think you could have stopped there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah teenagers are very difficult. Um, no, actually, the research shows that they are, they are more difficult. Mm. It's much easier with younger children mm. because younger children... Uh, they need looking after they need they don't they don't do things on their own because yeah. uh, that's dangerous yeah. you know you have to help them so they're easier to sort of bundle up and and move between homes or whatever and it, it's and you can give easier. them an ice cream and they you know that sort of sorts things yeah, out <laughs> exactly exactly teenagers uh, quite rightly are starting to challenge the world around them that's normal they're becoming adults but that means it's more difficult so if they challenge you you know why did you leave dad why did you leave mum I don't like it here, I don't want to do whatever. Those are normal questions, you know, and you have to sort of be able to answer them appropriately. And and it's, uh, you know, sadly, there's no one answer because all children are different and all relationships, you know, it's about managing the, the complexities of where you are. But I think, I guess one piece of advice is, remember, they are children, they are not thinking as adults. So often we try and put our feelings onto adults so for example if you've been part of a breakup you will automatically feel guilty you know and and you might think the children will hate you because of that and the chances are they won't because they don't understand what's happened and if they're old enough to understand they're probably old enough to realize that relationships go wrong yeah Um, oh yeah so you know so i think don't try and overanalyze something um Children are also quite clever. They're quite basic in feelings. So if you're trying to trick them, you know, trying to make them like you, they're mm. gonna they're gonna realise that's that's not who not, you are. Yeah. You, know, you, you, can't, you can't be fake all of the time. Um, so really, my advice would be just be yourself. Don't try too hard. I have a lot of um, a lot of step mums that that you know I've I've seen over the years, and and they, there's this sort of I call it like the yo-yo effect. They try really hard at the beginning. And because they don't get back what they think they've put in, yeah. they, they then retreat and then they feel left out, they feel isolated, so they try again. And it's sort of this oh, constant, yeah. you know, wanting to be liked, feeling hurt, you know, and it's and it's really hard. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I guess my advice would be be yourself. Mm. If you're struggling, talk to your partner, be honest with your partner because if you're finding it hard to bond with the children and and there's you know we have to be honest here you're not going to love them instantly you're not no they're, no they're you don't have a bond with them so you've got to build that bond and it may be that personality wise you don't get on with one of them but the other one you do try and just work on what's going well so if you you know you get on with somebody uh, maybe it's because you you've got something in common build build on that so that that will sustain you if things get more difficult mm. um and you know, accept that things aren't going to be perfect, but just try and just be yourself. Uh, but keep communication lines open. So always talk to your partner and try and have a com- an open conversation. Which is, you know, I'm not I'm not blaming them. I'm not, you know, but I just need to, you know, explain how I feel mm. uh, because that that again, it's better not to bottle things up. No. You've written a book specifically for stepmums. What I'm wondering is, 
Is there a maternal expectation that, as women, we put on ourselves and other people as well, especially if they're sort of younger children, that's sort of like, well, I should feel maternal towards them and I should, mm. and everybody else looking and going, well, you know, you're a woman, you should be mothering these children. Yeah. I just wonder why you specifically wrote a book for, for stepmoms. Stepmoms. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you're, you're partly right, Louise, mm. um, but the reason I, did, I actually focused on stepmoms uh, was when I was doing my research many, many moons ago, um, there was actually a gap in our knowledge of stepmoms. We had lots of research on stepdads. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, um, national statistics uh, historically and, and really still now would count families where often it would be um, the mum and then if the, you know, the yeah. children would continue living there and then she might repartner. Oh, so yeah. we had statistics for that family, but what we didn't have statistics for was when the dad goes off and then repartners right. because actually the children didn't reside there. Oh, I see. So, yeah. Yeah. so you know, people that were clinicians or, or researchers couldn't couldn't find those people because it, they weren't they weren't registered anywhere. No, they were sort of counted so actually, as, as that's the family with the mum and that's, that's that. Exactly. So I see, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was a real gap in our knowledge. And so I uh, I conducted the largest study on stepmoms um, some time ago, 15 years ago. Um, and it was, I mean, it, it was, uh, well, eye-opening for me uh, to find out about this sort of lost group, really, because mm-hmm. no one had, had really counted them before or, or asked how they felt. And I found that they had... Um, statistic they had a higher level of anxiety mm-hmm. which you know is stress but it's specifically anxiety it's that sort of tight feeling in your tummy those sort of butterflies um, and so my research was based on that and I, I uh, spoke with you know hundreds of step of, of, of mums of stepmums um, and as part of that what I want I've I've never been a researcher that just wants to sort of have the research on the shelf. Mm. It's about how do you help people. Mm. Um, so I wrote the book uh, and then set, set up Happy Steps so that it's a resource which contains my research but but sort of helps mm. hints and tips and that sort of thing. So people can go to it as a resource and if they want me specifically, I can help. But really it's about go and find things, make yourself feel a bit better and, and stronger so that you can sort of carry on and keep, you know, keep making your, your family better and and, uh, more integrated, really. Mm. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So, uh, Lisa, can I ask you about uh, toxic exes? I mean, an ex being continuously difficult about decisions around discipline and maybe even actively turning children against a step-parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, gosh, it's, it's a, one of the top issues that I have to deal with. And it's really mm. difficult because often the couple that I'm working with are not the toxic ex. You know, they're, they're the couple who are tearing their hair out going, you know, we, we're doing our best, but, you know the ex is, is being really mean, she won't let us have access, or she's constantly, you know, just sticking the knife in, really telling the kids that X, Y, Z, you know, so it's, yeah. it's really difficult. Um, I, I guess the, there are different ways of dealing with it. If it's really bad, um, I would always suggest trying to get some mediation. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, I know people sort of talk about it and perhaps ignore it and think oh it's all to do with courts or whatever it's not you know you can find if you can find a good mediator and there are lots of them around um they can really help it's about helping people yeah get things off their chest often their actions are because they're hurting i was going to say i mean that obviously the label of toxic x they're toxic for a reason there's damage there isn't there yeah yeah you know they're not they're not really horrible people Mm. most people are just they feel hurt they feel that you know they've been left you know everyone Mm. else is moving on they're feeling sad and, and and the trouble is that affects the children you know breakups you know relationship breakups divorce whatever generally speaking it doesn't harm children it's the ongoing conflict that harms the children right. you know so if you can move on and have a as amicable as possible it's going to be difficult in the early days but if you can start building bridges and uh, you know accept that children are better off if they can see both parents you know if you have that at the front of your mind then hopefully your actions are a bit more balanced yeah. um so you know, having constant issues. I mean, even in, in this situation we're in at the moment with, with this isolation. I was just going to say yeah, this lockdown yeah. um, must be actually a bit of a pressure cooker for a lot of blended families or, you know, step oh, families. Yeah, absolutely. And and I've heard that people are using it, you know, to to stop the children seeing the other partner mm-hmm. at whether we agree with that or disagree. Mm-hmm. Or it shouldn't be foremost. You know, we should be saying particularly at this time, children need to feel safe and secure mm. and if if that means even being able to talk to their other part you know the absent parent on, on video or whatever whenever they want they should be allowed to because they you know it, we've got to try and help everybody and, and maybe maybe it's a good thing this is going to help us actually realize what's important i'd like to ask you about step sibling bonding step brothers and sisters introducing like say one person's got three kids, the other person's got three kids. Is there any specific advice around that? Well, I guess I guess the first point is that, uh, you know, if you've got a biological family, the children generally are all the sort of, you have them all sort of two or three years gap mm. and they're all of that sort of age. The tricky thing with step families is you could have any sort of gap then because you could have, I've had families where they've got 
a child each that's exactly the same age, yeah. you know, and that can be good because obviously mm. they could get on, but mm. equally they can be actually the worst of, you know, yeah. enemies really because they're, they're challenging each other. So um, I guess accept that you, you can have quite tricky gaps. In, you might have a ch- sort of a baby and you might have a teenager and then mm. it's tricky to, to get them all involved in the same thing. Um, I mean, I would say don't expect, you know, with any sibling, it doesn't mean they're going to get on just because they're related. Mm. Um, but let them, you know, try and encourage them to have time together because it's about building memories. Yeah. So a family, all our families are about building those precious memories um, that that's our history. Mm. Um, mm. So try and do things together, not all the time. You know, you all need space. We all need space, ideally. Um, but give everybody a chance to get to know each other. Uh, try and Try and develop your own sort of little rituals so you know I don't know Christmas is a good one you know put the tree up together wait for everybody to get together and do something together or or have a I don't know a pizza Friday and you you make pizzas together or you know whatever it is yeah I'm not you know it it, it doesn't really matter but it's about doing something together yeah uh, and trying to find things that all everyone can contribute to I think that's so true I mean you said that like families are built on memories and even even if it kind of kicks off a little bit or there's an argument, that is a memory, isn't it? That yeah. you can be, you can look back on and say, "Oh God, do you remember when so and so really lost their, lost their, <laughs> lost their their minds or whatever?" Yeah. But I guess, I guess the, the, the thing you're saying is not to just just stay away from, you know, not not to avoid contact altogether, so those yeah. memories can't be made. Exactly. I think the worst thing you can do is actually keep them separate. So I've heard, mm. you know, sometimes it's sort of like mum will take her kids at the weekend, dad will take mm. his kids and they'll do different things. And actually you're not being a step family then. You're just a couple who has a relationship, but you're not a step family. Yeah. It's, you know, you're two single parents parenting mm. your own children. And that's okay if that's what you want, mm. but you will never be integrated. You will never have that that bond as a family. And, and some of that bond, like you're saying, might be, might be negative and there might be you know things might kick off but actually there might be some really nice things and relationships that 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 develop and Mm. and become really precious there were some fabulous examples in the rio and kate ferdinand program of um, when they went to that group and they were um sitting around and there were quite a few kids there who recognized the wonderful things that had come out of the this blending of families so you know which was sibling yeah. relationships step-sibling relationships no you're absolutely right mm. and, and particularly when when there's been a loss you know when yeah. a, a mob or a dad's died you know to, to have other people that love you and care for you yeah is, is such a you know it's such an amazing thing mm. um so you know we have to try and, and and create that if we can and it's not always easy mm. uh but definitely worth trying Can I hone in um, on what if you are in a situation where you are the reason that a couple have split or divorced? For example, if I had an affair with a man, he left his wife for me and the children know this, you know, and they know that that's Mm -hmm. why mum and dad split up. I mean, we know that there's a build up to that. But Mm. what about those situations where a couple have had an affair while they've been in their relationships, come together, the kids are fully aware of that and basically are going to think that the other person caused the breakup of their parents' marriage? How do people deal with that? So it's difficult, Mm. uh, but I I don't know. It's an interesting one, Louise. I mean, just thinking about it, uh, out of all the couples, and I've seen a lot of couples 
it's very rare that that comes as an issue where the children are causing a problem, you know, causing them oh, grief okay. because of it. Mm. It's, it's interesting. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Mm. Of course it does. And I guess what tends to happen is children... I don't think children generally bear grudges. I think children are very honest mm. and they'll deal with what they have in front of them. They are they are led by adults. And so if, for example, dad's left mum and dad's got a new girlfriend and mum's on her own and mum's really sad and all the time and in a bad place, mm. the children will feel very protective of mum and will resent yeah. new woman. Yeah. They will. Yeah. Um, but as long as everyone helps mum move on and actually in a year's time mum's in a better place and actually you know everything starts to calm down they will they they won't generally hold it against anyone as long as people are trying their best so it comes back to that not trying to rush everything taking your time and recognizing you know maybe if children are being funny towards you that actually that's because they've been very protective of their mum who is very hurt yeah. or, or dad or whatever yeah yeah, yeah so it, exactly mm. and, I, and I think you know it's don't expect that you know depend again it, it's really age dependent mm. and, and depends on the sex of the child as well because you know girls might be a bit more sort of in touch with their emotions maybe mm. you know maybe not but um it, it's about giving giving them the information they need so it's not about sharing everything because they're children and they shouldn't none of us know what goes on in a relationship and maybe that those are sorts of things to say you know mm. look it was difficult mm. you know we weren't happy and you move on and say you know that's that's between your mum and I or your dad and I and uh, you know yeah but let's let's agree not to talk about it while we're here we're just you know we'll, we'll just do whatever uh, but it's finding ways of addressing it if necessary but not assuming the children need to know everything. No. They certainly don't, particularly younger children. Yeah. It's interesting, as you're talking, Lisa, I'm thinking of something that happened years and years ago um, to some friends that I knew who probably won't listen to this so I can um, spill, the, spill the beans. <laughs> so um, obviously the, the, exactly that scenario you just set up there where mum has been left and felt, you know, felt obviously yeah. rejected and awful. And she filled those kids, there were two kids and they're quite young at the time. She filled their head with so much poisonous shit mm. and about the, the, the dad and about the, the other, the, the woman that he had left her for over the years, years and years and years. Now those children are now sort of in their twenties and after some therapy have kind of understood the situation for what yeah. it was back then. And, Mom hasn't come out of it so well because, yeah. again, somebody might be listening to this and it might strike a little bell there that mm-hmm. you, know, you you are in pain and you are hurting. And I'm, I can imagine it's so tempting to say, your fucking father, mm, this yeah. and da 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 I can imagine that. Yeah. But I guess you have to remember about the long game that how you all acted in that as that child grows up from being seven, eight, nine, ten. Then all of a sudden they're in their 20s and maybe thinking, oh, hang on a minute. That wasn't yeah. handled so well exactly. by mom. Yeah, and and you can't change it then because it's you know so much time has, has passed. Yeah, and and then the children could resent it because you know that mom may have affected their relationship with their dad. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and it's sad. It's really sad. So I think the more you can try, like you say, play the long game, but 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 just be you know try and put the kids first, mm. or at least you know. 
I mean, you have to build your relationship. So, you know, it's not about saying, right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll forgo any relationship. I've always got to put the children first. I'll stay where I am then. I'm not suggesting that, you know, we, we all deserve to be happy. Mm. Um, but, you know, think about the children. And the most important thing is that they have a relationship with both parents, as long as it's a healthy relationship and there's yeah. no there's no harm. Um They've got. They can make their own choices, you know. So if Dad's moved and been a horrible man because he's left Mum, and actually, you know, his new partner is horrible. Well, that's fine. The children will deal with it. They'll work it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But let them do it. I just wanted to ask you about the um, sort of research around couples' relationships. I'm talking about the new relationship. Are those couples more likely to sort of fall apart? You know, those relationships when you've got step. You know, stepchildren involved yeah mm. well it's, it's it's really it's a really good question actually Louise because there's a there's a sort of a point of, of real positivity I suppose um mm. some research has suggested that couples in that second relationship where the first one's fallen down are actually happier right and that makes sense because yeah. they clearly if they were unhappy they're now happier and, and they I think also we're aware for any of us that that have gone through a first relationship breakup and that, that meant a lot, and then you've moved on. You sort of know what went wrong, so you're you're much more mature. You're mm. much more able to sort of perhaps put someone else first or, or whatever. You know, yes, be a bit more adult. Um, so people are happier, which is a good thing. Um, relationships are more likely to break up when there are children involved. So. It's the children that cause the added stress. Mm. So I think knowing that, it's not about the partner relationship, but it's about knowing, being forewarned, if you like. So, yes, the children can cause stress. So uh, we know my own research showed that this increased anxiety. So, again, my advice would be for couples to address those things because if you can reduce anxiety, work out what the issues are, reduce the anxiety you'll be able to feel happier and more able more in control you know that creates this cycle of sort of better relationships mm. the anxiety reduces and so on and so on um so really it's about not putting your head in the sand it's about saying okay i would like it to be better but i'm struggling and just putting your hand up and saying i'm struggling whether i've got resentment or even if it's embarrassing you don't like those feelings accept it mm and deal with it you know and we can do that i promise everyone can do with it mm. uh, but it, it does take that you know being brave it probably i mean I'm, I'm sure i'm not putting words in your mouth lisa but it, it may be worth if you're in that situation uh, I'm, I'm thinking as the what we were called the toxic ex before the person who's been left behind you know working on yourself maybe getting some therapy yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think people do. And, and we're very good at healing as well. You know, mm. if we meet someone else or we talk to friends, we don't necessarily need a, you know, a therapist. I mean, if we've got good friends who listen to us, but, mm. but you know, actually push back sometimes. And if we feel our friends being unreasonable, mm. maybe just sort of say, do you know, maybe try not doing that. Yeah. You, know, you might feel better if you just sort of forget him for the time being. Yeah. You know, let's you know those sorts of things is, is can be harder to do but it's kinder really yeah it reminds me of something that Arabella Weir said um there's a big name drop for yeah. you um she <laughs> when we went to meet her and chat to her a few episodes ago and she was saying you need those friends who are going to say um what's your part in this yeah, yeah I know he's a shit he left 
the, the one that he left you for is this and that and da da da. But what's your part in this? Brilliant. That's exactly it. You know, um, I, and I think it, we all learn, don't we? We all learn mm. through breakups, and it's it's never, it's, it, you know, it's never good for anybody. And we have to build ourselves back again, and, and it's horrible. But you know, over time, it it can be a good thing because we learn about ourselves, and then we meet, hopefully, meet other people, and that you know, we get stronger. And you look back and think, wow, you know, I've come a long way. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a really positive thing. So the stuff that we've discussed today, a lot of that is presumably what is the content of your workshops. Can you just explain to us briefly, you know, what you offer? I know workshops, one-to-ones, all of that sort of thing. Basically, what I try and do through Happy Steps, uh, I recognise that people have different ways of learning and want to do different things. So uh, you can just go on, on Happy Steps and have a look at there's various sort of articles and things you can just read. Obviously, there's my books, um, How to Be a Happy Stepmom or uh, Understanding Step Parents. Um, there's also a self-help guide, so you can sort of work through it with your partner in your, you know, in your own home at your own pace. So that's available online. Um, I do run uh, workshops, but I do recognise that actually it's hard to find the right locations because people are all over the country, course, yeah. clearly. Um, so those those are quite tricky, um, and I tend to do one-to-ones uh, amazingly online, which I I was obviously ahead of my time, yeah. really. <laughs> Because that's all we're doing now. (laughs) That's all we're doing. Uh, Because, again, I find, you know, there's only one of me. And, yes, I'm sort of near London, so lots of people can reach me there. But, actually, there's lots of people all over the country. But I've also, I'm very lucky. I've got clients, you know, in Sweden, uh, in Belgium, um, in America. So, it's it's you know it, it's it's a nice way of working i know some people want to sort of see you and touch you and feel that you're real mm. um so you know i can see people uh particularly in london uh, but actually i do a lot of my work online um so really if anybody does feel they need any help just mm. go on to the onto the happy steps website or you know yeah. get in touch with me lisa at happy steps and you know i I'll, I'll do my best to help well do you know what I, I, I as we say a lot on this podcast i think anybody listening to this it's given them lots of food for thought and especially at this time you know we're recording in march 2020 and hopefully we'll look back on this time and it'll be a, a crazy memory that we all have but um you know it's great to know that you're there to be able to help people lisa oh thanks amy thank you thank you so much for coming on the podcast oh it's been really good really interesting we put all the links and the resources on the show notes so have a look uh, there and um, take care of yourself thank you so much lisa thank you you're very welcome made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk shooting live streaming and podcast production step onto the legendary clay courts of roland garros where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the french open title Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.